the diagnosis or the spectrum, it's often put in a negative mm-hmm. perspective. And how now that you know, things are going to get become more challenging. Mm-hmm. It's not about finding cure. It's more about awareness and giving you that perspective and allowing people to be comfortable that this is a difference that they have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Am Christina D'Arcangelo. And with me today, I'm so happy to have Derek Green on with us, well, with me, but us, meaning everybody who <laughs> listens and views. Um, I don't want you guys to think I've cracked up here, <laughs> that I have a whole tribe of people don't. Um, but welcome, Derek. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Um, thank you for all the education and information you provide to listeners and those who come across uh, your podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Derek, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you've been doing, and maybe about your new role as much as you're allowed to talk about, and we can go <laughs> from there. <laughs> well, you know, I've had a great uh, opportunity to represent the citizens of the city of Philadelphia as an at-large member city council. Um, last year, I resigned to run for mayor, and that was a quite uh, exhilarating experience, um, but also it was a good opportunity to um, continue to connect with people around the city of Philadelphia and beyond. I you know people still to this day reach out to me about my campaign. Uh, and because of the challenges in reference to fundraising, I made the very difficult decision to suspend my campaign. And I did endorse uh, the eventual winner of the Democratic primary. Uh, since then, I'm, I call myself a citizen at large or a recovering elected official. So I'm still with my law firm, um, uh, where I've been since 2015, also joined another firm, but continue to do the work that I've done, uh, even though I'm no longer an elected official, but still helping provide advocacy for people with all the perspectives. And one of the blessings that I really enjoyed in my campaign was the ability to really showcase uh, my family life, especially my son. Uh, many people have, who live in the Northwest part of the city uh, have seen my son grow up from me pushing him to community meetings in a stroller to now him being uh, 22. And so being able to share some of our journey uh, in the campaign uh, through our campaign commercial uh, was something that was also uh, a great joy. And my wife has a funny photo and video of my son in our kitchen seeing the commercial come on TV. And he like, oh, wait, that's me. Uh, And just some of the people just recognizing both him at when he was at St. Joe's and other environments. So that was a real blessing to be able to share that part of my nine to five life in you know, as an elected official with my home life as well. I love that. Um, I'm smiling widely because, you know, I had already known about your son, right? Because I work, you know, on the cannabis side and I know you're pro-cannabis as it relates to therapeutic advancements, relational to clinical research. Um, <laughs> Because I try to make sure we were, you know, clear about that. So people don't think you think it's okay to just smoke cannabis or whatever. And it's going to help you. Um, (laughs) So I always like to designate that. But, you know, the advancements with respect to autism and cannabinoid work that's out there. And, you know, we had, we were blessed in the, in our state when we first had cannabis approved by our governor, Governor Wolf. Um, we have this awesome program for multiple indications, one of which being autism. Mm-hmm. And 
one of our original companies that came in, Ilera Healthcare, which is now Zalera. And I know you know the, the guys at Zalera because I also know them and work with them, you know, through all of my companies to support them. They did a lot of work in autism early on at Ilera and developed a product called Hope, Hope One and Two, that you can still get in the Pennsylvania program. You can also get it in DC and also in Louisiana, that product. And it was specifically formulated for autism. So I don't mean to turn this into a cannabis discussion, but what I that's why I know about your son. So <laughs> and, it, and it's interesting, um, you know, as someone who followed you know, the conversations even before the legislation was introduced, allowing medical cannabis, now it was a, a group of mothers who had children on the spectrum, uh, who had you know, the physical, uh, had different physical or learning differences, who really advocated in the General Assembly to move that legislation forward. And they really did yeoman's work to really um, make and change the narrative what people may have traditionally thought regarding cannabis and explain why medical cannabis was important for uh, not only their family, but for other families to help improve the quality of life of constituents in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And it really helped to move and change the direction of cannabis as it relates to um, what happens here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I know there's um, conversations now regarding uh, adult use cannabis mm -hmm. uh, and all of the states surrounding us now even delaware have been moving in that space and so um now we have a new governor mm -hmm. uh, and we also have some new leadership in harrisburg uh, just like we'll have new leadership here in philadelphia both in the mayor's office and in city council and so that provides opportunities to continue those conversations uh, about the benefits of uh, cannabis for, and, and how it can improve the quality of life uh, for citizens within the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I'm really proud that we're located in Pennsylvania. I know you've watched some of my other podcasts where sometimes this will come up and I talk about, you know, I've had Dr. Donner on how many times and he's a physician here in the Commonwealth and has seen, I don't know, 250,000 patients through Compassion Certification Centers when they first opened. And he and I do a lot of research together, but he also, whenever we have patients that come through affinity patient advocacy that need a card, we refer directly into CCC so that people can get their medical cards and see the benefits of cannabinoid treatments, mm -hmm. therapies, and otherwise. Um, I think it's important that we continue to do the research so that we can show uh, that this actually works for these therapeutic areas, especially in cases like autism, and you might not even know this, Derek, but I found out last year that I'm spectral. I went all these years of my life thinking that the things I had were anxiety related or ADHD. As a female, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, talk about it in a bad way, but as a female, a lot of times we're misdiagnosed more towards mental health things like ADHD and mm -hmm. uh, anxiety, so, or depression. And so I finally, you know, which is ridiculous, but I finally took the testing for it, which you would think that I would have already done considering I'm a clinical researcher, <laughs> but I finally did it. And when I got the results back, I surely wasn't surprised. I have a nephew 
who's autistic that goes to pit, um, he's pre-med. And so, you know, I've watched Cameron over the years and the struggles and things, and, and I could always mm -hmm. relate to him, right? Always mm -hmm. relate to this kid as if he was my own, you know? And um, once I found that out for myself, it just made things a little bit easier for me because I would get criticized, you know, in situations because of the things I do. And I don't do it on purpose. Like, I don't like people in my space for long periods of time. Don't like it. Don't want you in my house for long periods of time unless you're my kid. You know, that's it. You know, I can't. I just, I don't like it. And even when my father would come to visit me when I lived in California, and I loved my father so much. He was my main guy. After a couple of days, I'd be like, you got to get out of here. It's getting on my nerves. And I just couldn't help myself. In all these years, these little things I did, people would talk about me. And I couldn't help it. And I kept saying I could not help it. So once I got the diagnosis, I was like, oh, hmm. I could take a deep breath. <laughs> and, I, and I think what that diagnosis provided for you, like it has done for others, is clarity. Mm -hmm. Because there are a number of people, and my wife and I have seen this as well, people that we've known maybe decades before, but because you know cannabis and even ADHD is still still somewhat relatively discussed in reference to the research and treatment, but with a much broader awareness of these different dynamics uh, of differences. And so now because of a much more open conversation about these perspectives, people are now doing like you have done, have gone back and said, wait a minute, let me, maybe I should do some additional research on myself. And that would explain a whole lot of things. And also it would also help to deal with some of the anxiety and mm -hmm. challenges because mm -hmm. now you have an understanding why there are certain, for lack of a better word, triggers that create anxiety. But when you have that knowledge going in, it makes it easier. And I think that's something that out of the conversation regarding um, autism and the phrase being on the spectrum has helped to raise um, awareness, mm -hmm. not only for those who are on the spectrum, because it's a, and it's a spectrum for a reason. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that you know, are challenges for Julian may not be the same for someone who's also on the spectrum. And if you've met right. one person on the spectrum, that means you've met one person on the spectrum. That's, That's right. why it's a spectrum because it's a broad range of perspectives. And I think now as we have become as a society much more educated, that has provided some clarity for a number of people who were thinking, well, why has this caused such a problem? Now the better way to move forward and address uh, some of those challenges. I think it's awesome. And like for me, I consider it my superpower. You know, because I have so many different companies, right? And a lot of times people are like, how does she have like a CRO, a nonprofit, a tech company, the brand, the magazine, the podcast? How does she do all this, right? Like what is, it's the way my brain is wired, right? Mm -hmm. So I see things and I'm creative because I have that ability because I feel as though this is my superpower. So I can switch really fast. From one thing right. to the like here we're shooting a podcast right we're in the middle of the afternoon i'm <laughs> doing something with my tech people this morning i talked to one of my interns for the nonprofit. i'm doing stuff for the event you know all these things i'm doing all these weird things and now i'm on here and i can just mm -hmm. switch you know for me i can switch very easily 
I know that not everybody could do that, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was like, oh, I now get it. <laughs> and, and Derek, I was 46 when I figured this out. Mm -hmm. I just turned 47. So then I have a conversation with my mom, like, hey, mom, I just want to let you know, right? And she's like, no, like it's a death sentence. Like, oh, no, you're not autistic. You're fine. I'm like, mom, that doesn't mean that I'm not okay because I'm autistic. It just means that my brain works differently. And right. now we have some clarity, mom, as to why these things that I do make sense, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so for me, you know, it was a way to go, oh, okay, now I know, right? And then right. my, I have a 10 year old, right? So my son has some mental health dis disorders that I've, I've openly talked about, but I, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't picked up yet on the spectrum side. He's close. I mm -hmm. see a lot of the same things, mm -hmm. you know, um, similar to some of the things I do, but then he does things different. There's different things. Right. Like you mentioned, different things. I'm different. his mama, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting also now is, clarity um, but also gives a perspective that being comfortable with I have this learning difference and I'm glad that you use the phrase this is your superpower because when I, I think of my son you know people go through this perspective and you kind of got that from your mother when she said oh it's okay because it's, it's when someone gets it, the diagnosis or the perspective maybe on the spectrum it's often put in a negative Mm -hmm. perspective and how now that you know things are going to get become more challenging and when i think of my son julian would not be julian if he was not on the spectrum mm -hmm. that is an aspect of who he is as part of what makes him who we love and, and how he does certain things and i know there was also a process of trying to find a quote-unquote cure well mm -hmm. it's not about finding a cure it's more about awareness and giving people that perspective and allowing people to be comfortable that this is a difference that they have. And that's why I often use the phrase difference as opposed to disability right. because of the negative connotations that the word disability has, mm -hmm. that you're not something because you're disabled. You're not right. as able. Right. Whereas a difference just says, well, this is different than that. It doesn't, doesn't create a lesser or greater. It's just a different. I agree. I, I try to just like look at it now as, like I said, my superpower, right? And like, you know, my teams all know because it's hard to work with me sometimes, like I mentioned, because I'll be like, boom, 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 boom. And if I have staff that goes across the entire, all the companies, which I do, some go across all across, um, I can go real fast they're trying to keep up with me mm -hmm. so then i have to slow myself down a little bit <laughs> because i recognize right because mm -hmm. now i know whereas before i would just do it derek and not know why i was doing it and i would just do mm -hmm. it and and then right. i would apologize all the time mm -hmm. right because i felt different i've always felt different and now mm -hmm. i'm able to say well you know what i feel different but i feel different in a good way because i right. know what i'm able to do and i know how i can help people with it, this it, it, Exactly. And that's why when you think about how complex our lives are, and we saw that especially during the pandemic or the portion of the pandemic where we're on Skype, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, all these different platforms and trying to navigate and communicate with people in a lot of different ways. And 
so many different things come at you during the course of just work. And, you know, this, someone talked to you about an issue you were working with someone on maybe two days ago, but that's happening during the middle of a meeting and like an idea popped in your head. So to be able to navigate through all these different things that are happening simultaneously is definitely what I would say is a superpower because of the complexities of life, because you're not going to always get the answer to your question exactly when you want, but you mm-hmm. can be in a totally different conversation. And in that conversation, an answer or a solution to something you're working on a day or a week ago may come up, but to be able to make that jump and still continue with the conversation you're currently in, but understand this information will help you in a conversation that you were in maybe a week ago. Uh, and that goes back to that ability. And I would say that superpower that comes with this difference. I love that you say that because, you know, I don't, we don't talk regularly. Right. And so when you said that, I could, that's exactly like, I swear, that's exactly what happens. Right. All of a sudden I always go crown down, right. Crown chakra down. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it just goes too down. Right. And all of a sudden I go, Ooh. and so then I write myself a note on my phone. I send myself a text message to my other phone, right? So that way I have it recorded (laughs) so I don't forget about it. And then Mm -hmm. I have this special, I bought this like special journal. I went to Disney with my son um, at spring break this year. And Mm -hmm. I saw this really cool Cinderella journal, like like takes me back to when I was a little girl. And it's got this, it's beautiful. It's got this binding and has like a little lock thing and jewels and all this. I keep it next to my bed because a lot of times I med like when I get to a meditative state at night, when I can calm myself down, um, I think of ideas then. Mm-hmm. And so what I do now is I'll just journal those in my journal and then I act on them the next day, right? When I wake. So it's just funny that you mentioned that ironic because it happens to me all the time. It just happens. All of a sudden you're like, oh, it's like a light bulb. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really <laughs> it's really cool, right? And it's it's one of those things that once again is rephrasing, and especially for younger people um, that we find because there's so much happening with young people now, all different inputs from social media, all of these devices and inputs, mm-hmm. and and just trying to navigate um, the world is much different um, than you and I were when we were much uh, less seasoned, I would say, um, <laughs> and we. Just trying to understand this current life and being isolated and, and, you know, the pandemic didn't help, but it's being aware of these different perspectives. I think it's going to make it easier for people to be more cognizant of these challenges. And also some of the great benefits uh, of having people who are uh, neurodiverse and how they can add into the work environment um, because that neurodiversity can make them a real asset. And I'm seeing that with some of the organizations I'm involved in, like um, the Special Olympics, Special Olympics Southeastern PA, that have a series of inclusion. And they're seeing a lot of corporations, employers, really embracing neurodiverse uh, applicants and employees. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we look at that, you know, across all of our companies, because, you know, my first, before I even knew, you know, I am who I am today, because we understand patients and we try to support patients across all the companies for us we we want to embrace everyone you know um one of my board members on apa who's the head of fundraising is 
has GBS. She has C. diff. She had all, she was paralyzed at one point, mm. um, all these things. And she sits on our board as the head of fundraising because she is fully able to still perform her duties. She does not have to be in the office. We are able to work from home. As we learned in COVID, we can work from home. So, you know, for me, I was happy with, you know, with that aspect because I was like, okay, well, my, all my people can still do what they need to do. And when we got off of the COVID track, we still stayed in that environment. We meet when we can in person, but everybody still kind of does what they want, you know, work-wise. But I think for people who are challenged and not able to get into the office, these types of situations are great. And more companies should embrace this because they all have superpowers. And as long as you can just really listen and talk to someone, they'll tell you things that you don't even have Absolutely. to ask them. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you have a platform, communicate, they will let you know. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think this would be a good place for us to wrap up because you and I obviously could talk for hours. And thank you so much for just being so willing to come on and to talk to me about, you know, these types of things. Um, it's really important that we provide this, this information to people so that they understand that, you know, there's people like us out there that believe in them. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, Thank you for sharing, because I think sharing is one of the ways that provides the opportunity for more people to be not only willing to find out if this is an aspect of their lives, but also for families that have a better understanding. And that's mm -hmm. why I also share, like I did in my campaign, mm -hmm. our life's journey. So people can see that if you have a child that has a learned difference called autism, there are many other people going through the same journey that you are. And so sharing like you did provides clarity not only for you, but also can provide other clarity. I'll also provide clarity to others who maybe listen to this podcast and may say, hey, I'm going to take a similar step. Mm -hmm. I agree with you completely. So again, thank you so much for being on today. We'll have to have you back on once you sink your teeth into your new role <laughs> so we could talk about some of that stuff. Um, but thank you so much. And as you know, we always say in all of our podcasts, remember, we are the same. I am Christina D'Arcangelo. Thank you. Mm -hmm.